Did I do an intro last time? Uh, I have. I honestly, I have no idea. I think so, but maybe not. Okay. If not, didn't. If not, it's fine. I can no, always you record. You can do it exactly, and I'll pretend to be you, and it'll be funny. <laughs> okay. Yeah, it's fine. I don't think you did. But you just, I don't just remember. start a video with this conversation here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Was there an intro? If so, insert it now. If not. There it was. You just heard <laughs> us doing the intro. Diablo and Final Fantasy 16. Yeah. Four, four and then four times four. I, I made that joke last time. I think we might have done an intro. I don't know. Maybe. Okay, I'm leaning forward slightly. I could always, uh, yeah, just figure out. I can, I can do one tonight, like before I go to bed. Yeah, I can check. I can check. I have it all. Uh, I did. Yeah, I, I, I'll check. Or you can What's do it. You you're a big commentary boy now. I can. I can do anything. You can do anything you put your mind to. Yes, finally. Finally, Fantasy 16? Uh, yeah. Mm. Maybe mm. we should... I'm going to get rid of that. I don't think that works. <laughs> <laughs> nope. All right. Getting into our first new AAA release of the episode. I mean, none of the games we do are that new when it comes to the tower, but mm. that is our style. Uh, Diablo 4. Um, Diablo 4 is the game which made me think that maybe we should think more carefully about doing every AAA game. Because... Yes. <laughs> uh, it's, this is a difficult one and an awkward one because um, it's, not, it's not really my genre. I played Diablo 3 um, and I played the Reaper of Soul, whatever it's called, expansion... Yeah. Um, I can't remember when, but I dotted through ago. it very casually with <laughs> podcasts on in the background. Um, mm -hmm. It actually wasn't for me. It was I played it quite late. Um, oh, maybe yeah, like twenty nineteen okay. or something. I can't remember really? why. Oh wow, I can't remember mm. why. Um, but I was like, that was a fine time. I didn't like it enough to want to do any end game stuff. Uh, I just did the campaign mission. And then was like, I've got my feel of whatever this format genre is. Yeah. Uh, and then across the years, I've been seeing clips of Paths of Path of Exile. I've been seeing clips of that game, and I do think there's something there that I could like. Um, we talked about it recently in the top 100 games of the whatever of the last 10 years. Um, and Vampire Survivors and Risk of Rain 2 were really high up for me. I definitely like casino shiny explosion games where you're going fast casting a billion abilities and wiping out enemies in a millisecond i mm -hmm. maybe there's a more eloquent way to describe that genre but when i see clips of people who have maxed out characters in path of exile i kind of see the dopamine you know what i mean i look at it and i'm, yeah. I'm like ooh. um i don't know how long it takes to get there probably a long time but i i don't know that kind of looks satisfying and fun to work towards maybe with fun rpg trees and decisions and loot so when diablo 4 came out i was definitely interested because i kind of expected the most modernized triple a high production newest innovative version of whatever this genre is and i don't know man it just it felt like playing diablo 3 again to me but it just looks better y yeah um <laughs> you know yeah it certainly is high budget um, but it, yeah, it looks nice. innovative, innovative, uh, no, no. Um, and that's fine, I guess, but 
Yeah, I, I played Diablo 3 back in the day when it was new. Played it on the PC. You quite liked it, didn't you? Yeah, yeah, I got I put a lot of hours into it. And then I um, put... I got it on the 360 also when it came out there, you know, in 2013 or so. Put a lot of hours into it again then and enjoyed all of that. Uh, but that was 10 years ago. And I have not touched Diablo since. What's this genre called, by the way? Um... ARPG? CRPG? I think it's an action RPG. Yeah, an action role-playing... Oh my god. The fucking... Genre names are so stupid. Diablo on Wikipedia is an action role-playing dungeon-crawling video game. <laughs> ah, okay. Yeah, and so, you know, I... I don't know. It, it's been 10 years since I played Diablo. Uh, Diablo 3 is the first Diablo I played. Uh... And I I thought I was gonna I thought I was in the mood for Diablo four like when it came out I was mm. like yeah Diablo I'm I'm down for this, uh and I think this is no longer my cup of tea, um hmm. interesting yeah and I think some of that has to do with like I get my loot filled in other uh, elsewhere aka Destiny yeah. And I think that is a key thing that has like re been revealed to me by playing Diablo Four. Is just like I'm kind of over. I like loot games where the entire gimmick is just loot uh, is not interesting to me anymore at all. And it, like it needs to have other hooks like uh, persistence or world or story or gameplay. Uh, it needs to have one or more of those other things to get me interested. In addition to just loot. Uh, and I found. Diablo 4 just so so fucking boring to play. <laughs> it was so so dull from like the f I had one session that was like 90 minutes long. It was probably my second session of the, of playing it where I was like, "Oh yeah, Diablo. I I got the hooks for a little bit and then that was it." Every other time I tried to play it, it was like watching paint dry. It's just brutal. It was it, it, yeah, and and I it, it, what you said about like should we re we should be a little smarter maybe about what games we are gonna do on this because I I really did not have any interest in finishing Diablo uh, and I did well done but like if we weren't doing this show I would not have finished this game and I probably wouldn't have played it. I probably to be honest, I, but I do. I I like diving into stuff that like isn't usually my thing out of curiosity. Yeah, and you know, I I think that's always a good thing to do. And and in my case, I thought that I was down for Diablo because it had been so long since I played Diablo or anything very similar to Diablo. Um, but you know, so I, I would have played it regardless of us doing this. But mm. uh, yeah, I'm definitely like I'm out. <laughs> Yeah, I I don't think I'm as negative. I would say I had yet again, like with Diablo Diablo three, a completely fine time. I I put some podcasts on. Um, I know I remember you like seeing you mention it briefly in the Discord that you weren't finding the druid class very interesting. No, he wasn't. Um, yeah. I chose Necromancer, and it was kind of cool. Mm. I could summon a bunch of minions. I had a bunch of them by the end because I found some stats on weapons which increased like the amount I could have. Um, I had a ability which exploded corpses, so it was like just making people die and then exploding their bodies to kill other people, and that would chain into other people in like an endless explosive bloody ripple, which was pretty satisfying. 
Um, I had that like uh, it was it was in the marketing a lot. I had the blood wave. They like to show that in the uh, the previews a lot. This big giant wave of blood. That sounds cool. You could make. It was cool, mm. and then I found an attribute on a weapon. I think my favorite. RPG system because I didn't find a lot of I don't know the leveling up that interesting or even the loot that interesting. No, yeah. But every now and then you would find an attribute on a weapon which would actually change the way that a skill worked or functioned. Um, and I found one which tripled the blood wave, so three of them, and then another one made my blood wave turn to darkness, so it's like oh. a black blood wave, which is really icky looking. Um, hmm. and yeah, I I had a completely fine time yeah with diablo 4 yeah um but i don't know i i don't know what else to say <laughs> yeah i i clicked on things and i exploded corpses for i don't know like 25 hours uh, for context i should say that i also beat the game um i think i got to like level 50 oh nice and yeah. i did a couple of those like big multiplayer raid things not raids you know there's like a lot of people involved in like a community event sure um those were really cool i will say um those events were maybe the only time i got what i really wanted from the entire genre hmm. which was like absolute chaos are those the strongholds um, yeah when there's like 12 people doing one of those little public event things okay i yeah those were cool i have two things related to what you've been talking about first is i never found a, an item that changed how any of my abilities worked that's a shame, because that's like the only interesting thing I found, really. Yeah, the only interesting piece of loot I ever found was a... It was like a, an amulet or a ring or something that, when I was not at full HP, so basically at all times, there was a chance upon taking damage that I would spawn a bubble around me. It was like a Halo 3 bubble shield. Yeah, I had that on something else as well. Yeah, and it would you were completely immune to all damage. And I was like, that's cool. Um, but that was the only thing I found. I, all of my abilities, I found a few things that were like, oh, you get, there's one extra companion flying around. Like I had these ravens that would attack and it's like, now there's yeah. five instead of four. Uh, but I, none of my abilities changed at all throughout my playthrough. And I never, like I, I picked my sort of three main abilities. Uh, what They were just like, I can spawn, I can call in lightning where I'm clicking. And, or where my mouse is while I hold down one, and I can spawn little tornadoes, and I can bite guys and give them rabies. And that was how I played the entire game, and I never once changed anything, <laughs> uh, <laughs> because there's no need to. I changed a couple of times because some of the things just like weren't that interesting. Yeah, I, I guess I, like, I probably respect once like three hours into the game, and that was it. And then from there on, I, I was... I never changed anything. And then also on the other player front, uh, never saw anyone. No. Oh, I, I, I never saw another human in this game. What about like in the towns and stuff? Well, yeah, well, sure. Yeah. In the town, but you know, yeah, outside of like the hub. So like the multiplayer was working and I did see, I'm lying, I'm lying slightly. Like I did see once or twice, I did run past someone else while I was running to my next objective. But every public event I did, which I only did maybe five of early on, no one no, there was no one around and i did one of those strongholds on my own no one was around i never saw basically anyone uh in my playthrough and uh, it made me question why it was online and why they have this like connected world if i spend like 30 hours playing it or however long it took and i never interacted with anyone 
I think the strongholds are solo because they're like big bases, right? Yeah, I'm not sure on the on the names of things. Uh... And then there was the public events, which would sometimes you would be alone, and then every now and then there'd be like two to three other people there. Yeah. And then there was like a mega rare event which would mm-hmm. appear on the map, and it would be like 45 minutes remaining, and oh, you okay. have to like travel to the specific spot. I don't think I ever saw that. <laughs> they they were cool. Hmm. You'd have like 15 people in a small area doing very similar things to the, the smaller public events. Uh, and you just couldn't see what the fuck was going on because everyone was casting so much shit. And that was what I kind of wanted from the whole game. Yeah. Um, not necessarily with 15 other people at all times. Just like the enemy density. Yeah. And I actually went on to Twitch and I, I think I remember Shroud was playing a lot of it. So I went to see his like level 100 rogue or something. And I don't know, like he was kind of fast, but it just didn't look that crazy. And I knew that like level 100 is probably like 50 to 60 more hours away from level 50 or maybe even more. Um, I don't know. Yeah, I looked at a maximum build character on Shroud Stream and I just wasn't that like impressed by the chaos. Um, because when I see people who have gone mad and Path of Exile, it's like a seizure warning on the screen. Like you can't even see what the fuck is going on. Yeah. Um, and that's that's what I like. That's what I like about breaking vampire survivors and breaking Risk of Rain 2. And that's kind of what I was looking for. Um, and I know I'm not a fan of the genre and there are other things people are into. Um, I assume it's the loot power grind. Uh, I guess. Yeah, but I don't know. I, I, I clocked over level 50 and I was quite disappointed to see that you didn't get skill points anymore and it went into like this new paragon tree. Oh, weird. Which didn't seem as exciting. It was more incremental stuff. Huh. Um, again, I didn't get past level 50, so maybe that goes places. Um, I think you still get skill points from doing regional checklist stuff. So I can probably do a couple more things. But yeah, I just kind of wanted to keep piling into my tree forever until my character is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. And it didn't feel like a game which wanted you to like break your character to pieces. And that's kind of what I want with these type of games. I mean, I don't play a lot of them. But no, if I'm running around killing mobs, I want it to be like Risk of Rain 2, where I keep going until I'm level like 600 and the game's exploding. Yeah, yeah. yeah. If I can do that, I would be like quite compelled to keep going. But it felt like I hit level 50 and I wasn't getting skill points. I was getting Paragon points for like a more or less impressive gain per level. And the levels were obviously slower the higher you are, unless you increase your world tier. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, it was the exact same as Diablo 3, where it was a fun podcast thing, but I yet again am not seeing, like, this road which looks compelling to put time into, or worthwhile. And I kind of want to get it. We keep talking about it on the podcast, like, I'm, I'm kind of looking for, um, a live service, like, you know, something I can, like, really sink time into that I actually enjoy. Yeah. Um, and I was, I, I don't know, when I started Diablo 4, I kind of thought maybe this could be one of those. Um, I may, I'm going to keep an eye on it because I think I enjoyed it more than you. I had a completely fine time and I, again, put, put, put podcasts on and just clicked away on stuff. And I quite enjoyed my build and my character. But yeah, just looking at the future, I'm not seeing anything which is really alluring to me. And I, I don't know what I need for that. I guess this is a fairly standard thing in the genre, but like seasons of new content are based around you playing a new character from scratch. And, and like, I, I just, yeah, I did see that. Like I have no, like I, that's, that just makes no sense to me at all. And I get it. Like, that's how it works. That's fine. Whatever. But like, 
I, I just I, I'm baffled by that. And not that I was gonna stick around for it anyways. Um I was gonna say I think one thing I was always hoping for was just like ramping up in enemy density, like you were saying. Yeah. And uh I did find the uh, the last chunk of the game when you're in hell. They were they were decent in that last bit there of like here's a bunch of enemies that are a little higher level than you and there's a lot of them. That was the only yeah. time in the game where I would, like I was actually trying and like paying mm-hmm. attention and managing my abilities and things. So much of my problem with it is just like it's so brain dead. And yeah. and it's not even engaging as a podcast game to me because it's just like I'm it barely feels like a video game to me where like I'm just you just hold down left mouse and then you literally just hit one and then I hit three <laughs> and then I hit two and then I hold down one again and then I hit three and then I get hit two and 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 like <laughs> isn't that like all MMOs ever though? Well, sure, maybe. I mean, I don't play MMOs, so uh, yeah, me neither. And, and then like the loot doesn't matter at all in the in the in the, at least the process of playing through the game normally once, right? You just yeah, you just get the new thing and you equip it. And I just like stopped reading any of the stats unless it was a the highest tier orange drop or whatever, you know, which has like fancy all sorts of fancy things on it. But I would just be like, it has more armor or it does me more damage. Equip, and you're just it's just like there's no brain activity going on at all. And you know that I'm not saying that that doesn't have a place, but just for me, it's just uh, whew, it was it was just like excruciating uh, to to sit through half the time because it just felt like I was like I just felt like I could be doing literally anything else and it would be more productive <laughs> with my time. Like like genuinely, I would rather just sit on my yeah. my balcony and like stare at nothing, like eyes glazed over, <laughs> oh, and I would damn. and I would probably have more engagement with it. Uh, it's yeah. like harsher than the Callisto Protocol review. Yeah, and and it's tricky because like the game is really well made. It seems really well made, right? Like the 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 polish is there, the production values, uh, the feel yeah. of things, the sounds of things. Uh, the map is really big. You know, it looks good, even though I do think it just it the whole the whole game just looks exactly the same from start to finish, except for one or like two the, um, little areas go go a bit. I different. like the voice actors as well of the main cast. Some good voices, and 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 also with how it looks like the enemies. There's there's not a lot of enemies in the game, which I did find sort mm. of surprising. Everyone, all these f- weirdos that are like just way too into Diablo. Everyone shit on Diablo 3 so much for like being weird and cartoony. But like you go to heaven in that game and it's like this weird techno world and I appreciate that that game like escalated in terms of its visuals and its craziness and its enemies. And I like the way hell looked. Hell is just, you know, a reliable game environment. It's red, there's lots of glowing lights, stuff like that, but the game just it just is like a plateau from start to finish. You're just like, here's yeah. here are the goat guys. Here are some marauders with red cloaks. And that's like, that's it. A lot it, of goat know. guys. Here's some snake men, you know. Uh, and it just, I, I would have liked to have seen it go beyond just grim, depressing, wintry towns and deserty towns. And that's it. Uh, yeah, but I guess that's not what people want. They want it to be like Diablo Two, which came out in 1999 or whenever the fuck, and that game was made back then and was limited in scope. And so, but people just want that. So I don't know. Diablo is not like, for me. I guess. 
Are people love this game? I haven't really like paid attention to it. Uh, people seem fairly happy with it until like four days ago when they put out the latest patch, which is apparently just like angered everyone on Earth hates it right before the new ah. season. So it's a live service game, you know. Yeah, <laughs> it's hot one minute and in the on fire the next, you know, uh, and and that's fine. Yeah, I was gonna say uh, story wise, I what well, it was was it in the last it was it in Star Wars that we were talking about one of the episodes recently. You said I think I'm done with side quests. What was yeah. that for? Was that Star Wars? That was Star Wars. Yeah, I think I am getting very close to being done with stories in video games. I, honest, Ooh. quite honestly, <laughs> I've, I think I've said that a few times, and I will we'll talk about that again in this episode later on <laughs> um i i'm just like i don't have time and i don't care anymore i've played enough games there unless it's doing something really exceptionally good or bad um i'm just i just don't care anymore i don't and there, i just don't want to sit around and listen to people talk at me about generic <laughs> story shit and i'm taking a proactive approach to it nowadays and skipping when i get bored and um a little less so perhaps in some more story driven games let's say but in something yeah. like diablo i i paid attention for like two hours and then i i was just like i'm done i can't do this i don't care the story presentation stuff seemed good you know the the like you said the voice acting excellent um some very cool cutscenes. some very cut yeah even the like in engine cutscenes that use your character there there's some yeah, yeah. nice ones and then of course there's the few cgi ones that are exceptional and i watched those because you know that's where the money is for, and it shows yeah. um but like just everyone is just talking so much in every game and i'm i'm just done i'm over yeah. it yeah i, I don't give I said a in tears of the kingdom and you like that fucking weird shit yeah but it's because i could read it so i it's the passive nature of the storytelling in games nowadays mm, that's really killing me where it's just like i'm just sitting here staring at a screen and someone is just talking at me they're just talking and yeah. they just keep talking for so fucking long they just keep talking and I, I'm like, I'm gone. I'm in the kitchen. I'm just bored. I, I can't do it anymore. If I'm reading or making choices or engaged in some capacity, it's different. But uh, Diablo was where I started doing it. And I'm doing it more as I'm playing through other games. And it's great. So far, so good. Uh, sorry to everyone that worked hard on the story. <laughs> yeah, I will say, I've also stuck to my guns when it comes to side quests. We're kind of skipping ahead here. Uh, maybe this won't make it into the video, but because you know, technically, I haven't even finished the game, and blah, 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 blah. Uh, but I haven't done a single side quest in Final Fantasy fourteen, and it's great. <laughs> I haven't done a single one. Yeah, side quests. I I did a few in Diablo, and then I stopped doing them because I just did, it didn't matter, and I don't care. Uh, well, Diablo, they're just like the same shit as everything else, so it didn't right. really bother me because the whole game is just you know clicking on monsters. I was. Um, but I did ignore them exactly like you after maybe the first two areas. Yeah, I got to a point, I didn't even think this would be a thing, but I got to a point where it said you can no longer pick up side quests because I had too many active mm -hmm. side quests. I was just... I got that too, I was yeah. picking up every side quest that I ran directly past. <laughs> Same, you know, yeah. and if, if I happened to complete it accidentally, I'd get some XP, but... Yeah, see, the efficiency. That's yeah. I was doing. After a few hours, I'm like, I'm just beelining it through the story. I am I was like running past every random mob in the game that I didn't have to yeah. fight on my you way to the... the horse as well. Yeah, well, okay, the horse... Uh, they locked that 
the I got I got the horse, rode it for maybe forty five seconds, and then never again. Because yeah. you get it like it's like the third to last story mission of the game that you get it. And if you, I don't know. Hmm, I, I feel like I got it a little earlier, but quite late, but a little earlier than yeah, that, I think. I, yeah, it was sh- crazy how late it, it arrived. And I, at that point, it was I, like beginning of act four or five, I think. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, that's probably when you get it. Um, but I was just teleporting everywhere at that point because I had unlocked right. fast travel points because I'd walked across. Just give me the horse. I thought you'd get it in like at the end of the first act or something, but you know, if there was a horse, yeah, it's slow to get it. There was a horse from the beginning of the game. It would probably be six hours shorter. <laughs> yeah, probably. Um, so you know, maybe that's why they didn't do it. But maybe so you can't ignore all the enemies. I don't know. Yeah, but does it? I don't know. Does it matter? Maybe underleveled or some shit. But but the game that's the other thing the whole game has level scaling enabled so you're always there uh. that, that's one of the other parts with the where it's like the whole game just feels identical from start to finish like every enemy takes the same amount of damage to kill because you they they level up with you and I I don't like I don't like level scaling in games I think it's a terrible mechanic and I I dislike mm-hmm. it in every game um but it. That was the one thing, that's why Hell was mildly interesting, because it was, they actually, I think, unless it, maybe it has a set level, and I was underleveled, regardless, I was underleveled for Hell by three levels, and it was kind of challenging. And that was like, oh, that's nice. I could have upped the world tier to two, but like... uh, Yeah, I was on two the entire time. I was on two for about 25%, and then I dropped it, because I just couldn't be bothered. (laughs) I just wanted uh, that experience efficiency. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Um, and that, I said World Tier 3 at the end, and that was uh, kind of kicking my ass to begin with. Interesting, yeah. I remember, I definitely, yeah, it's sort of surprising how I, I definitely played a lot of Diablo 3, and I remember going through different World Tiers. Well, it wasn't quite called that back then, but it was the same concept, and yeah, Torment levels, I think they called them. Yeah. Uh, yeah, well, yeah. Um, mm. did I say anything about... I, I kind of like the story. Lots of, like, weird, macabre, hellish stuff. It's I, sinister. Like, I appreciate that. I like the that. tree with heads on it and all yeah. this like, really kind of grotesque world design that was all nice and all the cutscenes were well, nice for my brain <laughs> not nice as in the you know they the traditional good. sense of niceness yeah there's but some dark it. stuff in there that i was like oh oh okay yeah. okay like when that guy's son gets like horribly like murdered and that was kind by, of like, brutal by the dogs or something he gets like a crystal in his skull mm, i might have skipped that cutscene i don't remember uh, uh but there was a cutscene where a guy's like eaten alive by dogs and it was like yeah it's horrible an in-engine cutscene and it was really fucked up <laughs> It's really slow, which was yeah. how it would be. Yeah, yeah. It was, I was not very, yeah. They they use their M rating for sure. Yeah, and but apart from that, I don't know what else to say. <laughs> no. I clicked on things. I had a, an okay time. I think I had more fun than you, uh, maybe because my character was, I don't know, a bit more interesting. Maybe Necromancer is a good one. Mm. Uh, but yeah, I just... I want mayhem, and it just didn't deliver. It's more what like I mayhem. <laughs> nice, yeah. <sighs> it just feels a bit behind when it comes to like mob density and mayhem, and it just yeah. feels like it should be the genre to be leading it, honestly, rather than I don't know the vampire survivor fucking indie <laughs> steam genre. 
<laughs> for like the two dollar yeah. indie almost joke game sort of yeah yeah and the multiplayer chaos felt like kind of hard to find or infrequent and not mm-hmm. like a it's like a real peripheral part of it i thought maybe like i don't know they people would appear during the bosses and be crazy or something um i don't know, just felt it just felt dated to me overall i'd say i agree yeah and like and... the genre hadn't come very far or blizzards behind i don't know or like I don't know. I maybe this is just what, exactly what people wanted. I, I'm not sure because, like we said, it's definitely proven to me that like I'm I'm just this is not for me anymore. Um, yeah, and that's fine. I I definitely you know it's it's a tricky game to talk about because it's like, like I said, it's it's mostly very good, but I just didn't enjoy it. So yeah, it's a tricky one. Yeah. And- Maybe, I don't know, in the future, we should be more careful with genres that aren't for us. Because it's a little awkward, because I, I I think overall Diablo 4 is a very well-made game. Totally. High production values. And I think people are into it. I haven't really paid a lot of attention. I didn't even look at the review cycle. Um, but I, I think people are liking it, except for obviously the live service quandaries and qualms of updates that people don't like. Yeah. But apart from that, I, I, I think people are, are into it. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. People seem happy. So it's like one of those awkward things where it's just like, this isn't really my genre. I, I keep trying, but keep trying. I mean, Diablo 3 and Diablo 4. <laughs> you know, it's two, two games. I tried two games. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I just, I don't know. Uh, it just it just feels old to me. I agree. Yeah, like, and I think in the future, I don't know if I if I have such like a gut feeling of just like I don't want to be playing this game. I'm just not gonna play it because it's not healthy to force yourself to do these things. Uh, I don't foresee a lot more games coming up like that. Like, I don't know. Yeah, you know. We're not going to do Persona 6 uh, on this show. Uh, Probably not. Um, we'll see. You know, if I, if I play 10 hours of a game and, and then just don't desperately don't want to touch it anymore, I'm just not going to play any more of it because it means something. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's just, it does. It feels like a very old new game. Um, it's shiny. And I've had this experience in 2012. Yeah. And it was fun maybe, back then. Well, maybe we do just play everything. And if it's not our game, then fuck it. We just put it on the tower where we liked it and people can get mad. Yeah. that's always funny. <laughs> well, yeah, I'm always down for that as well, of course. That is funny. Yeah. This episode's... Yeah, fuck it. Strange. It's, it's, this episode's going to yeah, be interesting. Yeah. Both these put games. On the tower. Let's put it on the tower. Oh, oh. There was part of me where I was going to say, like, eh, maybe nah, we should, like, veto no, 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 this. No, no, but... no, 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 it's, I'm actually, I actually look forward to this ranking process because I, it's tricky. Uh... Uh, uh, in terms of my engagement. It's not actually tricky for me. <laughs> for me, it's tricky because, like, my mental engagement I would put it at the bottom of the list, right? In terms of Fuck just like, yeah, no. like I thought, like I was glued to the screen through Callisto <laughs> Protocol. Put it below no, 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 no. I know, I know. That's what I'm saying. Like <laughs> I was glued mind. to the screen screen for Callisto Protocol because it was shit and it was fascinating. But like, I can't, you know, in good conscience, Diablo Four is a, is a well made game. Like just objectively, yes, it's yeah. good. But subjectively, I'm like, uh, bottom is so boring. So it's that's what makes it tricky for, to place for me because I'm just like. 
below Star yeah. Wars? I was initially going to say above Star Wars, Ab but it, this is a two-player decision-making process. Uh, I Yeah, I could see that as well, because I think we had a lot of, like, issues with how Star Wars was assembled, you know, the construction. Yeah. The construction of Diablo is undeniably good. Diablo 4 never annoyed me oh, like Star Wars did. No, no. Like... Dead Island 2 and Diablo 4 being sort of beside each other would feel good in a sense because they're both kind of one-note loot games. Um, Dead Island 2 is way above Diablo But Dead Island 2 me. was way more interesting than Diablo 4, uh, yeah. for sure. And I, I'm like going to take that game. Yeah. So I, I'm fine. You know, yeah, I, I liked Star Wars more than Diablo, but yeah. I also had a lot more issues with how rough star wars was versus you know diablo being very smooth all the way through yeah so well made game but maybe just isn't for our brains Mm-hmm. yeah definitely I, not your brain no oh my god there's like but there's like genuinely like potential for i don't know some like expansion to come out and for me to see one trailer and be like oh shit they've actually like ramped everything up mm. and like be tempted to go back into diablo 4 um, like I, I continue playing after the credits roll just for a little bit. Yeah. Um, but yeah, for me, it's just missing. I don't know. I've already talked about. It. I don't want to go around in circles. Some end game spectacle. But um, I yeah, I would be happy above Star Wars. <laughs> I just want to keep pushing Star Wars down further and further. <laughs> I would be. People are so upset with yeah. where we put Star oh, Wars. Man. <laughs> I could go either way. I could put it above Star Wars or under Star Wars. I, I don't really care about Star Wars. Like, I don't really have any attachment to Star Wars. So let's just yeah. say above Star Wars. Fuck it. Fuck let's Star say Wars. above Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> Keep pushing Star Wars down forever. <laughs> yeah, I like that. Yeah, that's fine. It feels respectful as well, because, you know, we're being honest. Yeah, we... Knowing that it's yeah. not really our thing. And Dead Island 2 is better than Diablo. I think Definitely. if we know it's not... For us, the best thing we can try and do is be like almost a little objective. I'll put some objectivity in there a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Oh, definitely. And I think we've done that. I mean, that's, you know, sort of middle-ish of the pack, right? Of 10 yeah. games, it's at number seven now. You know, that's, that's not... If it was a top 10 list, Diablo at number seven, that, that sounds about right to me, right? Yeah, I can't imagine anyone like being furious about that. It's like, come on, look at the game. You're just clicking on shit. You really are just clicking on shit. I don't know. Does that game have super fans? Who knows? Probably. Probably. If it, if it's a mo if it's a video game, it has super fans, and they're gonna find us. <laughs> yeah. They're gonna find this video. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> All right, moving on to. I mean, this video is so late, dudes. I mean, <laughs> when we recorded Diablo Four, we were kind of prompt for our promptness our average you know like when we get to things but this is like really late um it's it's final fantasy 16 final when did this game come out i gotta look it up uh yeah june 22nd oh yeah i mean, I mean two months whatever <laughs> i mean that's why we came up with this format exactly it's because we're so slow to get to things and you know review doesn't make sense so the tower just happens when the tower can happen. Uh, it took me a long time to get through this game. Same. 
Uh, yeah, I, I'm just going, it's been so long, it, it, it kind of gets a little more difficult to have, like, super concise review chats when, I mean, I beat it two weeks ago, because you, it was, like, just before or after you went on vacation, yeah. uh, even longer for you, so I think I'm just going to dive in, um, and say that I, I don't know how I feel about this game at all. Um, Me neither. <laughs> I can't remember being like more mixed on a game in a long time. Yeah. Um, I think certain parts of this game were so boring, I wanted to pass out <laughs> multiple times. Um, yeah. Some parts of this game feel really, really, really old and just lame and uninteresting. Um, and then there's portions of the game which I would say I quite enjoyed and had a good time with. And then there are parts of the game which are kind of legendary and like awe-inspiring and so dumb <laughs> that I think everyone should see them. Uh, yeah. And yeah, and when the credits roll, it's just like a really uneven package, which maybe is just suitable for Final Fantasy in general. Um, I haven't played a lot of this franchise. I remember playing 13 ages ago on the 360 and that was a strange game where it was like linear for half the game and then opened up and I never beat that game and then we had 15 which also which is, was a strange yeah. messy game but I ultimately had like a love-hate relationship with that game and beat it and liked it and I would say very similar with 16 I would say I have a love-hate relationship with this game um I think my biggest issue would be pacing um, I don't think I could, I'll let you do your, you know, your synopsis, your overall thoughts before we go into uh, details. Sure. But yeah, pacing is probably my biggest issue with this game. And I just feel very mixed about different chunks. Um, I will take all the words you just said and just say, yep. Okay. A hundred percent agreement. Uh, I have, my only Final Fantasy experience was 15, which I started multiple times and never, I don't, I eventually though, during the pandemic, I actually sat down and beat that whole game and I I don't really know why, because I, I don't think it's good, but I also kind of was like, yeah, okay. There's something Final about, I don't know. I, yeah. I kind of, I weirdly like that game. But like, um, I really like the 7 remake, right? Final Fantasy 7 yeah. remake was, you know, it has its inconsistencies, but I think it's like 80% of it is like really solid, and I really liked, you know? I didn't um, clump it in because, I don't know, that feels like a redesign of the format, because I assume there's like two different chunks of Square Enix. Is Square Enix right? Square Enix? Uh, yeah, yeah. But oh, I have no two idea what the Final stu Fantasy... Studio chunks e doing two different formats because this feels like an older format. Like closer to 15 maybe? And 7 Remaster feels like quite fresh. 15 was made by a completely different group as well. So like, I, oh. I don't know. <laughs> I don't Final Fantasy is so weird. I think the 15 yeah. team made Forspoken. I, I don't know. Okay. Um... But like I, I really enjoyed seven, yeah, me part too. One, and um, I feel like that's sort of the structure of what I want from Final Fantasy. And yeah. uh, sixteen certainly has uh, aspects of some of that stuff, but I would completely agree in saying that it is. Uh, this game is just completely all over the place in pretty much every department. Mm. Um, and I would agree 100% that the biggest issue I have with it is pacing. It has issues in the combat and the story stuff as well, but like the pacing is just wild. Uh, 
Yeah. And and it is, you know, if I it's very weird for me to like to take a game and spend almost 5 weeks beating it. I mean, it's 30 hours, which is not crazy. It's long, yeah. but not like absurd. So like I either I either consume something quickly or bounce off of it quickly, right? And there's not a lot of in between with me. Mm. And it took me 5 weeks to get through this because there would be times where I would just I would play for like 17 minutes and and I would be like I have lost all of the energy from my entire being because this section is so boring and I have to stop playing this and I would take like six days to regenerate that energy. The first note I wrote down for this game is that this is like an energy vampire at times, you know, (laughs) where it's just like, I sit and start like, yeah, Final Fantasy. I sit and like within six minutes, I'm just like, (laughs) Colin Robinson has just sucked all the life force out of me. And I'm just like, Clive, stop talking, dude, please. Oh, God. There's so much like slow walking around the hideout. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. The slow hideout stuff just goes on forever. Yeah, the, that stuff where you're just doing these like shot, reverse shot, over the shoulder, talking to guys, and you you walk like ten feet and then talk to more people and walk ten feet and talk to more people. There are yeah. so many chunks like that, and they're so fucking boring. And the fact that you can't sprint makes the hideout feel like the biggest place in the world. When oh, someone's so like dumb. on the top deck, you're like, ah, oh, no, <laughs> it's gonna take forty five seconds just to walk to this guy. Oh, like, and early on, I think the pacing might be at its worst, but part of that also comes from the fact that at about the 20 hour mark, I started skipping everything that wasn't a a proper full-blown cutscene where the camera would move around. Yeah, I was Um, skim reading. Yeah, so, oh, I didn't even bother. I just was like, I don't give a fuck what you're talking about. It doesn't matter. Let's be honest. The game's not that complicated. Um... But those first, like, 15 hours, man, oh my god, you do, like, this big dumb thing and it's great, and then it's, there's, like, three hours where you, especially, there's, like, almost no gameplay in between the combat chunks of the game, where you just, like, you just walk forward, Mm. and then watch a cutscene, and then walk forward and watch a cutscene, and, and, oh, wow. I, I couldn't tell you what any of them were about, because they were just... There's just something really weird about the way the the those side those sort of like B tier cutscenes are in in this game and in some of the other Final Fantasies where it's just like I don't know if I, I don't know is they're like aliens talking to each other they're just like they're like extra boring Bethesda quests you know where they're just yeah. like there's no animation there's no character they're just they spend like five sentences to say one thing and they just go on and on. And it's it's strange because this game has it has side quests. Um it has like monster hunting quests. So it has like it has like this extra content if you are looking for more. And yeah. yet it feels like it needs to shove the side content side quest format like in the middle of like cinematic awesome main quests. Right. I mean technically they are main quests but they don't feel like main quests. They're just like these bizarre time wasters or fetch things all in engine over the shoulder dialogue stuff and i just don't know why that was in the main quest thread especially when you already have a bunch of side quests and side content if people want to do more stuff like that uh, optionally and and i think i can say for both of us we didn't do the side content in this game right like when we're talking about i we're talking purely about main quests and the only side quests i did there were like four of the little plus yeah symbol green quest which i did those and that's fine but like 
you know, yeah, most I'm talking purely about main quest pacing Same, here. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I mean, I, I wrote down one note is uh, you do the Titan fight, which is real stupid. So sick. I love it's that real fight, dumb. Yeah. And then the, the immediately following that quest, you are literally buying cloves of garlic from a, a oh yeah, a, in that a market. market stall as the main quest and i'm just like what what are we doing here game this is <laughs> like so weird yeah obviously you need pacing variety right you can't just be at 100 or at yeah. 11 or whatever all the time but like you, going from 11 to 0 and then back to 11 again isn't good pacing either that's like the worst roller coaster of all time uh it's just a pure zigzag line of up and down yeah it's weird because i mean if the game just buffed the playtime with the more I don't know what you want to call when you're like in an area and you're walking from A to B and there's ads in the way and you're doing like right. a bunch of ad fights and then you kind of fight like maybe a bigger guy, not like a boss, like a mini boss. Yeah, yeah. Like there's there's quite a lot of that stuff and you, I mean, I would rather just do more of that, even if it was like artificial padding. I'd rather be like swinging my sword at someone than talking to a market salesman and then going through some drama with some mayor has lost a girl and you're like finding a comb. Uh, yeah, it's just it's very strange, and uh, it sucks the wind out of the momentum all the time. Yeah, constantly, everywhere, from beginning to end. Even like in the last, you know, six hours, they still have you these drop offs, and it's just yeah. like it's really weird. And I don't know why. I don't. I just don't know why they did it that way. I. I <laughs> yeah, uh, me neither. Like, I mean, I get that this is like. The guy that was in charge of this was the Final Fantasy fourteen MMO guy, so maybe he just loves that. Maybe maybe this is for the maybe MMO people weirdos. Just love that. I don't know. Maybe people just love that as well. I mean, this game, like every I don't know, there's a very large group of people that like fucking love this game and it reviewed insanely well. And I, I just find it odd that the pacing isn't more of a problem that I see. I, obviously there's also people that have certainly been discussing the problems of Final Fantasy 16 of which there are many but uh yeah I don't really know who these boring side quests are for uh yeah. they're certainly not for me though or not they're not side quests they're the boring main quests main they're quests. certainly not for me yeah yeah I don't have much else to say about that um it's just a consistent problem uh, throughout which is a shame because there's some good stuff in here yeah the only other pacing thing I would say is that the like you mentioned the um the sort of I don't know, I would call them like the 7 out of 10s on the paceometer are the ones where you're just like killing ads and progressing through linear chunks. Yeah. Um, my only complaint with those ones is that the they're also, they become very predictable as well, where it's just like, oh, here's 5 enemies, oh, here's 10 enemies, oh, here's a mini boss, here's yeah. 5 enemies, you know, it just like repeats that and it gets, especially in the last sort of 5 or 6 hours, they do that a lot, and it gets oh, really yeah. predictable, where you're just like, yep, all right, and here's the big guy. Oh, yeah, there he is. I'm going to fight him for the next five minutes, and then you just sort of repeat that over and over again. But but the combat is at least interesting enough, I would say. Yeah, I I like the combat in this game, but I feel like it works a little better in 1v1 situations in comparison mm. to like when you're against a large group of enemies. Um, When you're against like a bunch of ads... I feel like the combat feels okay. Um, I had some good AoE attacks, and it was satisfying to use, like, uh, Titan's big wall uh, cataclysmic attack against, like, 16 enemies. But I I don't know. I always found the uh, encounters when you're facing, like, 17 dudes just to feel a bit like nothing. 
Yeah. Um, but I actually, I think the thing I enjoyed most in the entire game is I actually quite enjoy the boss fights. Um, and I don't mean like the mega uh, god fights. I call them god fights. But this game has a lot of um, boss fights where you're Clive and you're fighting right. with a sword. Yeah. 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 Um, I was surprised by how much I enjoyed just fighting 1v1 against a bigger dude as Clive with my sword. Um, it's not the best um, in the world. I will say, because I feel like we've been a bit negative, but I do like things about this game. Um, I was expecting maybe something a little, a little bit more electric from the Devil May Cry director, combat director. Y- yeah, yeah, it's I definitely, agree. It's definitely like a spectacle at times with all the crazy uh, powers you get and how many you can unleash. Um, but yeah, the Devil May Cry, Devil May Cry 5 combat system to me is quite superior and more satisfying and just like more goofy and fun than this and maybe that altered my expectations maybe not in the best direction but overall i do think the combat system is fun and definitely a step above what i remember from 15 yeah it's it's interesting because they basically turned it into like dmc aka a character action game right because there's no i still really like the ff7 style where you have different party members and things and you can issue commands sort of on the fly while fighting Me too. Uh, again though yeah. again though it's sort of it feels like almost unfair to compare things to seven because it's just like they just did everything well in seven remake even mm. though it, i don't know it still says final fantasy so i i'm just going to compare things there at times yeah. but i was um i i liked the combat actually i agree uh, what you said the 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 boss fights when you're clive are the one it's at that it's most fun for sure um but I also thought the combat was at its mo- most fun in the weirdly in the first sort of 15 hours mm. where you actually had a limited number of the fancy cooldown abilities. And you had to actually sort of do some button combos with just your regular attacks and manage the cooldowns better. Uh, and then but eventually after a certain point, you just get so many of the icon abilities that you just cycle through the cooldowns yeah. just go it's like the god of war ragnarok power curve exactly yeah you just you just do your first two and then your next two and then your next two and then by then your first two or yeah your first two have regenerated and you just keep cycling through the six icon abilities over and over and over again and you know they look good and they do lots of damage and there's a lot of cool and interesting variety to all of them yeah. and interesting combos and all these things but the actual um, I don't know, like mental effort and finger dexterity, all that stuff is just kind of like brain dead after a certain point on normal. <laughs> yeah, I know just, what you mean. You're just managing cooldowns over and over again, which is too bad because, yeah, because I, there's a lot of good stuff in the combat system. They just don't really, it just becomes very, you know, yeah, very like mainstream. They want you to beat the game, right? They want yeah, it to be f- I know friendly and fun and easygoing. And that's fine. I, I don't dislike that, but I just kind of wished it had kept me more engaged as it went on. At a certain point, it was yeah. just yeah, mindless. I would agree, because near the beginning, I would use like the charge up sword attack. And then I would have to switch to the first uh, icon you get. I think it's just called I- uh, I- Ignis. Sure. The, the, fire, like the, the, the fire, the first one you get, but you, when you press uh, yeah. circle, you do like a zoom forward and then you stab them when they're on the ground for like a powerful mm-hmm. attack. Um, and then you, when you had just the fire one and just the air one, 
the grapple there was some, hook, yeah. Yeah, there was some interesting stuff where you would switch between zooming into people and dragging them into you, and you could do, like, almost juggle combos. And I definitely agree when near the end, I had, like, a bunch of, like, super ultra-powerful moves, and I was kind of just cycling through them. I think the only thing which required a bit of, like, thought and strategy was I used Titan's block uh, parry thing quite a lot. Hmm. Where you press circle, and if you block at the right time, you do, like, a big rock fist parry thing. And that was, like, the one juggling thing I had to keep in mind, which kept combat a little bit interesting. Uh, but, yeah, I agree. Near the end, I was just cycling through abilities and not really switching towards an icon for, like, a specific thing. And I feel like there could have been more juggling reasons, if that makes any sense. Yeah, yeah, I know exactly what you mean, yeah. And, and I... You know, it is a positive to the combat system to say, like, I did not use the Titan abilities. I never even touched them, actually. I just I looked at cool. them. At, I saw it was sort of blocking and parrying, and I'm just, that's not my thing. I don't, I don't like doing that. I'm not good I'm at it. I'm surprised, because he was like, he had, like, big, heavy things, and it kind of seems like... I know. I, I, yeah, I did. I, that was tempting, but I just um, I had sort of found my groove, and then I never touched Frost either, but Frost I... Frost was not great. I used her mm. for a bit, and then I didn't use her for much. I tried to experiment with all of them. Okay, yeah. I did switch it up, but that that was it's interesting they they they're very slow about doling out new icon stuff for the first half or even the first two thirds of the game, and then you get just like four of them in the last ten hours. Yeah. And it was sort of hard to like tear myself away from my sort of muscle memory, right, of what I had. Well, so you need Obviously the points to kind of buff the spells anyway, you know? You do, but they're good about just letting you refund the points whenever and oh, reassign yeah, things. Oh, I did forget like, about that. <laughs> ah, yeah, you can just refund everything, and that's good. That's like a really nice, clever thing to just, you can mix mix things up whenever you want. But it's just a, like, why would I mix things up when I'm, I know what I'm doing and I'm I've uh, fucking everyone up? But I did still mix things up like two or three times, and I uh, I liked the end chunk that I had, which was... Uh, who's the last one you get? Uh, I don't know. The like crazy. Like, I don't know. It was dark, but I used that as well. Yeah, the crazy dark sword was good, and I that liked the fun, lightning yeah. a lot. And um, one other one that I've forgotten at this point. Yeah, what <laughs> but... was the one that was like kind of like teal green? Uh, yeah, that Bahamut. One. I don't know what his. Bahamut. Yeah. What his um, yeah. What oh, his. That? He was like light, light powers. Yeah, I used him a lot. And yeah, um, he was fun. You know where you can charge up the like rain of fire from the bu- from above and you have to sort of uh, precision dodge yeah because you mean, can't it attack forever, but... it takes forever but the damage is absurd yeah um that was fun and i liked f- sort of min maxing the damage near the last five hours where i'm like okay if i do things when they're staggered in just the right way i can get yeah, I think yeah my highest yeah. was like i think i managed to crack 100k Beautiful. in stagger damage and i was like ooh, that f- that feels good to optimize yeah. that sort of stuff so St- stagger is a good mechanic it's satisfying it is yeah i i think i think just like the raw combat and all that stuff is quite solid in the game it's just I not would say solid yeah yeah it's just maybe missing that last little bit of extra something to like mastery to, and yeah a little yeah mastery i would yeah i think that's the right word for it i i also think it's missing um the one thing that god of war like you said ragnarok does well obviously a lot of that game is just cooldown management like this one but that game also has like all these maybe too many rpg sort of systems in there you Mm -hmm. know of like i'm gonna make all these builds whereas final fantasy 16 uh doesn't 
have any RPG mechanics in it. <laughs> yeah. Outside of the skill tree. And um, I feel like if that had been a more interesting part, that might have complemented the combat better. Um, perhaps. I'm not sure. But the, uh, definitely, the RPG... The lacking, uh, the lack of RPG stuff just makes me. It sort of adds to that feeling of just like I'm on cruise control with the combat because I can't, I can't change anything. There's nothing to customize. I like any game which gives you just a small way to make any sort of build. Um, yeah. Even even Dead Rising Two, Dead Rising Two, Dead Dead Island Two. Sorry. Right. Had Dead those Island. card yeah. systems which made it so you could build like a weird zombie slaying min maxing thing. Yeah. And there was a couple of like amulets. Um, and rings, I think that but it's like, maybe gave something towards, I don't know, but I Yeah, I it was didn't. like a 10% buff to one attack, and you're like, I don't, who cares? Like, it doesn't matter. Yeah, I would consider myself someone who's, like, quite good and quite enjoys, mm. not exploiting, but, like, min-maxing RPG systems and making some sort of focused build. Um, and I just didn't find myself doing that. In this game, maybe it's not really possible. Maybe it's not really worth it. Uh, but yeah, I just kind of found three icons that I liked and then just dodged. I just dodged. Yeah. And then lot. you just, like, every four hours, you just buy the new good, better sword and equip that. And yeah. it doesn't change anything except it increases your attack damage by five. And you're like, oh, okay. Oh, and then I got a new belt. Also does the increase by five. Great. It and feels it. like they forgot. <laughs> to do it or they were going to yeah. dedicate purely towards action and felt like they needed to tack on something to make it like an rpg slash jrpg and i feel quite similar about um there's like these portions where you're going through like a semi-open world area yeah and that also feels like it was made like in the last like 10 months of the game's development because it's like empty except for like a couple of enemies and some items which are useless and it's just like mm -hmm. why am i running through here my chocobo and you get two, two Jill or Gill or whatever. You get two yeah. Gill. And it's like, I got wow, that, I was like, I have... why would I ever pick up one of these ever again? I know. Yeah, yeah. I, I did the exact same thing. That first time when it finally opens up at like the 10 or 12 hour mark and you ride your, you can ride around that area and it's like, oh, there's all these little sparkly things off in the distance. Oh, two Gill. I have yeah. six, 65,000. What is, why, <laughs> what? so weird. I don't know why. Why I am I getting that. two Gill? Yeah. Like, what's, what, what's going on here? Uh, yeah, there are a lot of. Again, I, we've not played a lot of Final Fantasy, but in my mind, Final Fantasy is like JRPG, right? And uh, like RPG is in there, right? Big time. Yeah. And there's party members and like a, a main cast that's with you all the time. Those are <laughs> just, that's what I think. And like you said, sort of maybe in the newer versions, there's some more open areas. Um, and uh, yeah, all that stuff, all of the things that I would sort of associate a lot of traditional Final Fantasy with, feels like a last-minute stapled-on thing in this, in a lot of ways. Yeah, it's interesting. There's no, like, there's no party in this game. You have the dog, Torgal, sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> Most of the time. Uh, but he doesn't do anything. Like, he's completely useless, unfortunately. Um, he's good and... in cutscenes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He's good in cutscenes, yeah. And then you have, you know, what's her, J Jill? Jill, yeah. And one, once or twice you might have Sid. And, but they don't do anything. They, they're just like, they occasionally are with you and they fight, but you can't tell them to do anything. You can't, and, and by them sort of coming and going, you don't get that Final Fantasy, like party member attachment stuff happening, I found. Yeah. Uh, it's just kind of like, you're just this lone dude 
uh, using your superpowers on everyone for 30 hours. <laughs> yeah. And uh, it's a little odd. And, it becomes but, like, like part of the story, mm. kind of, where it's like, Clive, you can't do this all on your own. You need friendship to win. Yeah, and that's fine if, you know, like in Horizon Forbidden West, they actually have like some endearing characters that actually, you know, get used. But like, I just didn't care about the three characters in this game at all. <laughs> and Yeah, we'll get to story soon. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't know if I if you have any other. Um, oh yeah, I guess there is one other major part of combat, isn't there? <laughs> yeah, the, the giant dumb fights. Yeah, when it comes to just basic combat, uh, I don't know. I feel like I don't know what else there is to say. Like I would just dodge, whack someone, yeah. and then use a power up. But I found that loop mostly pretty okay. Um, yeah. It's a good spectacle at times. Uh, it's comfy and brainless. Uh, this game is very easy. I died once in the entire game. Yeah, I think I I might have died maybe two or three times, and it was always just like I was playing sloppy on a big boss fight. And then yeah, actually, it I died didn't twice, matter. and it was during like when a boss fight does that power up move, and if you don't do enough right. damage, you like unleashes hell on you. So yeah, it's 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 comfy and easygoing. Um, I think the boss fights when you're Clive have a pretty good uh flow. I think the bosses are well designed when it comes to readability. It's usually very clear when they're going to attack you. You can jump in and it's not like, you know, Elden Ring where you have to play three, four times to learn what a boss is going to do. It's mm -hmm. like they have very like obvious wind-ups and pretty much maybe I'd fight a boss and like one attack would catch me off guard. Uh, but then the next time it would be like super clear. And I find, you know... Maybe it's not the most difficult thing in the world, but if bosses have like very clear tells, it's just like kind of satisfying to jump into a fight and feel competent off the rip because you're reading their movement. It was like one of my biggest complaints about Elden Ring. Um, I I yeah. like bosses that are readable, and I'm dodging because I had some like intuition, you know. Uh, and that's how the majority of Final Fantasy 16 boss fights felt, and I liked it. I thought the game looks cool in action. Uh, I just found the ad stuff when you're against a group of enemies to feel. I don't know, just kind of like nothing. They don't do any damage at all when they hit you. I never really got used to the auto-lock and switching between targets. And yeah, the camera turned really slowly for my settings on console, but that's irrelevant. Um, yeah, I think I'll just, I'm just i just going to ramble on if I don't close down my combat thoughts. It was mostly good, uh, definitely okay, and comfy. Yeah. I don't really know I how agree. to conclude it. It, it was okay. No, I agree. I agree. Like, like the, the, the bosses when you're Clive strike that good balance of, you know, they're sort of hype, right? They sort of seem a little challenging, but they're not actually. And you can, you, you, but you feel like when the fight's over, you're like, I did good. You know, yeah. I won. I didn't die. We fought. It felt like, you know, he, it wasn't equal, but you know, <laughs> yeah, it, it, they feel good. Like it's just, a, it's a hard thing to do because I, and we've sort of been corrupted by FromSoft being like, you've got to die 30 times to beat yeah. this. Where it's like, there is actually something really nice to be said for a boss you get through in one go and it still feels like satisfying and, and that you did something. It doesn't feel free. It feels like you actually had to try. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And it feels good when you beat them and you're like, oh, that was a fun fight. Um, yeah, because is... the bosses are all very tanky. Yes. Uh, but then like the stagger mechanic comes in clutch and allows you to do like a big chunk of damage at one time. Which yeah. gives like this weird illusion that like, oh, I've got so far to go with this boss. And then all of a sudden it's like half health. And it's just, yeah, yeah. I would say <laughs> yeah. there's some good design choices in there. And, and I would say the one 
other like sort of negative thing that is very much applies to combat is you said readability i agree the enemy tells are good but there is a certain lack of readability um when you're in combat purely because of the absurd amount of particle <laughs> effects on yeah. screen it's yeah, yeah. really stupid and it didn't really matter in the in the it definitely doesn't matter when you're fighting ads and it doesn't really come into play too too much when you're fighting the bosses but most of the time you can't really see clive and at i definitely got frustrated at times where i'm like what the fuck am i i don't even know how i'm supposed to dodge or or react to yeah. anything that's going on because it's like the fourth of july is happening on screen at all times some of the shit in the and last boss fight was uh visually yes. confusing yes and i would say that was at its worst in the big icon god boss fights for sure which yeah are... i use i use one specific spell as but mm. as like the bahamut icon which i really liked where you shoot out a bunch of orbs and it kind of like yes. passively does damage while you're doing other oh, things yeah, yeah yeah which is a really good attack because it's like efficient to do damage while you're doing something mm -hmm. else but you can't see what the fuck the enemy's doing while they're being like hit by the 17 fiery balls like i could never see yeah. if they were going to attack me or not Maybe that's a counter. <laughs> I don't know. I saved a clip that I, I will sneak into this video if I remember to. That is just like, it's like 10 seconds long. It, it's so incomprehensible what's going on. Yeah. Uh, that I was actually just laughing like hysterically when it happened. Because it, it didn't matter because I was just killing everything. But it, it was just so ridiculous. Uh, you, have, you would never be able to see where any enemy or the character was at all. And that's, you know, not good. But at times it was actually it's kind funny. Of funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and the more it goes on, the more it doesn't matter because you get just increasingly tankier and stronger and better at the game. But uh, there were definitely more than a few times where I was like, "This is so stupid." Yeah, I cannot see anything that's happening. What are they doing? You know, definitely. Uh, yeah. Maybe maybe there was accessibility options, but like that's you know, that's not a good solution. Your game should be legible out of the box uh, yeah and and yeah the the icon fights it was at its worst at times uh yeah those, should, we, the, should we get into it yeah yeah the, those are great um they're something they're not the most interesting to play because they're very straightforward yeah and, they're mostly unlosable i'd say yeah and and but I would—they do a good job of pacing those fights in that, like, you do sort of two or three minutes, and you're like, "This is okay. I'm getting bored. This is—I'm doing like the one, one or two attacks over and over again." And they do a good job of, after those two minutes, they mix it up, and then they yeah. do another two minutes and another two minutes, and the the pace is really good. They're kind of easy, um, but they're just—they're really—they're really dumb. They're really, really, really dumb. Yeah, they're crazy. And, and it really feels like their favorite movie is Godzilla versus Kong. And you know, like, I get it. I'm with you. <laughs> yeah. I'm there for it. Uh, yeah. I, I know you like Big Dumb as well, so. Yeah, they were great. It, it just felt like they were having fun with those god yeah. fights. Like, they were laugh out loud stupid at times. Like, when you go to space uh, while fighting Bahamut. <laughs> and the entire Titan thing where Titan comes back is like his second evolution. And he's just like the size of a globe. He's a mountain. And you have to like use his own arms against him. And it's just, yeah, it's, it's just really fun. I also like really love the music that's used in the Godfather. Oh, they're so, it's so weird. Yeah, it's so it's like great. weirdly epic and orchestral. And yeah, I mean, people have probably seen the footage. If you haven't, 
Um, I don't know. They're the best parts of the game. Yeah. Um, I, I think, like, the only thing I have to say is I found that the beginning, like, two, three, or four of them were so ridiculous that the last couple couldn't, like, raise the bar. Mm, because the bar was at the peak. Like, the after the Titan fight. The space. Yeah. <laughs> like, even Bahamut was, like, not as good as Titan for me. And then the last one against Odin was, yeah, I mean, I'd, I'd like, and even, like, the last boss was, again, like, scale-wise, there was some cool stuff when you first entered the final area. But yeah. I feel like it races the bar too quickly, where at the end, you're almost, like, a little bit, um, what's the word, desensitized towards these ridiculous fights. Um, but, yeah, that's, like, the only minor complaint I have. They're ridiculous really fun and just like kind of uh i don't know they make my brain melt whenever they happen uh they're great yeah I, yes they they are delightful and they are like the main they were the main driving force for me to just keep playing the game mm-hmm. i was you know like you said i was enjoying it at, at times but i always knew and i sort of i mean they tell it make it pretty clear how many there are going to be yeah so there's always this back like thought in the back of your head of like well I'm getting closer to another big dumb fight and they've been pretty good so far. So mm-hmm. yeah, I'm going to keep playing this. And that's, uh, you know, there's not a lot of like truly gigantic scale fights in games right now. Um, and they, they obviously just sort of turn off everything else in the environment. And it's just like, you're just doing this one thing, but they do a very good job of it. And that's not an easy thing. And it's, it's, I wish there was more gigantically stupid stuff like that. I wish some, some games on the tower had gotten more into that territory. Yeah. Uh, but it's like, it's like God of War three type stuff. Yes. It's very God of War three. Yeah. Like when you fight Kronos and when yeah. he's like in between his little fingers and he, yeah. he just are like an ant. Yeah. That's why I like the Titan fight so much. That's Remind what me of games, Kronos. like, it's what games are all about, you know? Only games could do this, something this stupid mm-hmm. and make it, yeah, and it's like, they're just, they're good, they're a good time. I will say the final boss, way too long. Oh my god, I can't believe how long that fight is. It was like a, a 45, 50 minute boss fight, and I I appreciate the idea of the final boss being an ordeal, but it just... Yeah. It just was way too long. I was so I was so ready to go to bed by about yeah. the thirty minute mark, and there was still like twenty more minutes of it. the The very final bit when you finally do kill him, very good. It was almost worth the forty five minutes yeah, some for good that stuff little in that, payoff uh, last chunk. Yeah, yeah, but like uh, all the other fights, all the other icon fights, really well paced. The final fight, way too long. Um, but, yeah, you know that's okay one long fight i can survive that yeah i think like there's like two chunks as clive i think if i remember correctly it was a bit of I a so, seizure yeah. induced blur so i can't really remember but i just remember doing like one clive encounter it being like pretty demanding because again you can't really see what's going on yeah and then there was like another one and i was like oh for fuck's sake man Here that was when again. it was at its worst for being unable to read yes. anything that's happening and just being like how the fuck am i supposed to dodge this stuff like i i, I where am i i i don't know and it doesn't matter i had upgraded all my potions i had so many heals it's just like oh well i'm one hp oh i'm max health i've got nine more potions it's fine mm-hmm. it doesn't matter um yeah a little inconsistent there but all the others were uh just generally you know like watching the big dumb fight at the end of godzilla versus kong there's just <laughs> yeah 
I don't know. They're just dumb, and it's fun, and I laugh, yeah. and I clap, and that's good. I like that the combat includes enemy attacks and mechanics which require you to, like, jump over a ring that's coming up you or move around sure, the yeah. battlefield in a certain way. Um, yeah. It's more fun than just, like, dodging and parrying over and over again. You have to, like, move and stuff like that, which is, you know, it's cool. Well, I think the only thing that's really left is uh, the story. Uh... I don't care about the story. <laughs> That's my um, summary of the story. <laughs> I, I I will say, before release, I remember seeing some people being like, Final Fantasy 16, it's, it's, the story's really interesting early on. It's very like Game of Thronesy, and then it just descends in a bunch of dumb god nonsense like every Final oh, Fantasy what, game. That's what I was just about to say, yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, and I was just going to say like, that game starts with a big dumb god fight, and does, I never yeah. was interested in any of the like politics ever at any point in this. I thought it was all just super uninteresting, and I thought it was also just being pure dumb Final Fantasy nonsense pretty much from the get go. But yeah, uh, you go ahead, go ahead. <laughs> I would say the politics is like irrelevant, and it's kind of background stuff. I don't it think is, you're yeah. supposed to follow like who the magistrates are and the finance officers of these these wars. I think a lot of that conversation is just to kind of like build, I don't know, context and a bit of immersion for people watching along. I don't think you're supposed to be super involved in like the actual politics. It's just like Six Nations fighting over land is the main crux. They put a lot of time or or optional time into developing the world. Like it's kind of yeah. crazy how much, like the whole active, what is it called? Active time lore? Active lore time? Where yeah, you can like use that. <laughs> I, th I think that whole like, concept is so bizarre to me where it's like, wait, someone just said something confusing. Let me pause the game, open up this codex and read like whatever's relevant. It, the game decides what is relevant based on what they're talking about. And there's just these huge walls of text. And I mean, the like, idea is good in, if you really want to keep up with everything, but I yeah. didn't think it was that necessary. No, and I just don't really like the idea of pausing a cutscene and like having to read for five minutes and then go back to the cutscene and be like, wait, I mean, whoa, wait. It's optional, you know, you don't have to. It is, it is, totally. And I did not engage with it much because I just, I, you know, it's, it's not for me. And then there's like this, I don't know if you went digging into some of the like uh, hideout menus, but there's just like this ab absurdly detailed, uh, like there's the world map and this character tree where everyone has all these connections to each other, and you can read like mm. the whole lineage of everyone everywhere. Uh, I did not again read any of that. I just opened it once and was just overwhelmed by the sheer magnitude of all of the stuff they'd spent uh, developing this world. But it's just kind of like. It's just kind of there, and that's fine, I guess. But they spend a lot of time talking in this game, and none of it's very interesting. At, at yeah, ultimately. I have nothing against like building up characters in the world, but you kill totally. everyone <laughs> right. in, in the world. <laughs> you kill all the main guys; they all die, and all their kingdoms fall to ash. So yeah, I didn't like pay attention to any of that and it didn't really seem very relevant because it's a video game and every single kingdom feels like its own mini chunk mini crystal mini god fight and then you kind of yeah. move on to the next kingdom and you know i like i liked the world design I mean, there's different places with different yeah. factions of life and they treat the gods in different ways and but again like I, just the surface level stuff i got from cutscenes was perfectly enough i didn't like re need to read a codex a, a codex because um you kill the leader of like every place anyway or they die right. some somehow else 
yeah the high level plot is it's very simple to keep on top of you know and there aren't ultimately that many characters and also most of them die as well so whatever yeah i would say my main complaint is i actually thought the basic principle basic idea of the plot was completely fine for a rpg jrpg adventure you know you've got six crystals or whatever six kingdoms they're all fighting uh, I like that they're fighting amongst each other and it's not everyone after you. You kind of like sneak in under the veil of other battles and your objective is to kill like the five big crystals so that it sends the world into turmoil. Um, like the basic concept uh, of the plot I thought worked for a video game and was, yeah, kind of fine. It was like a weird uh, JRPG version of Game of Thrones, I guess. Right. Yeah. Um, but for me, the second half kind of lost me. Because there has to be an ultimate god. Of course. There has to be an ultimate god. And I remember a very, very long time ago talking about Persona 5. Um, and I had the exact mm. same complaint with Persona 5. Where in Persona 5, there is a big bad guy who is changing and do the minds of people and doing bad things. And he's just a human dude. Uh, the ultimate big bad human dude. And then you think the game is over, and then spoiler for Persona 5, there's an ultimate god. <gasps> yeah. And the god is like the leader of all of humanity's like soul and spirit. And then at the end, you're like, we humans, we might not be strong, but together we can do anything. And with our friends and with all of our faults, we can come together. And then I just couldn't believe that the exact same plot is in this game as well. It's like a weird trope where you have to fight a god who made humanity. And then at the end, he goes, but with my friends at my back, and even though our humans have our problems, and we're kind of bastards, when we come together, it's like, I played this game before, man. Why does it always have to go this way? And even with the Final Fantasy VII remaster... It, it does the same, same thing. thing where like at the end you're against like an ultimate boss but that boss is like fate or something it's like yeah. some weird like abstract thing it's not even a god it, it's yeah, like it, a concept it's a concept yeah you're fighting existential concepts exactly yeah <laughs> and then i was trying to listen but it's like this god made humanity to, uh, to make the icons and then it's all about clive and then they're like no yeah. we're not gonna do it and then yeah you win and then I yeah it's it's very much it has to be some yeah obviously it's like that just seems to be i don't know i guess that's what people like from these things and that's fine and i think i don't necessarily have a major problem with that because it's sort of at a certain point you sort of go into a game and you're like all right i know what i'm gonna be getting right and and that's yeah but like i think it's more effective when the people and the friends and all that are actually like characters i'm i care about at all i i would be less annoyed or bored by the cliched you know usual story beats when there's characters that i'm into mm-hmm. at all like in final fantasy 7 like that cast of characters they're delightful um but 16 16's party and and the main cast are just kind of i i just they don't do anything for me uh, i think clive is uh not very interesting i i don't know he just he really he's okay he's okay 
I don't really like the voice actor. He just sort of grates me after a while. There's a lot of him screaming. There's a lot of him <laughs> crying and screaming yeah. and and just being like, oh, I'm so sad. And I'm just like, yeah, yeah. I, and I appreciate that. You know, I, I respect him. I respect it. He's not just like big, gruff, Mr. Emotionless. And that's that's all fine and good. But like, he's okay. Uh, you know, and Jill is a lady, and she's there, and they get along, and they like each other, and you're like, okay, sure. And then, um, what's his name Joshua? from Diablo Four wanders into this game as well, and is Sid with oh, the raspy Sid, voice. Sid was, I liked it a lot. I thought he was good. Sid was okay, but I feel like uh, he he just wasn't around enough for me to no, really get attached to him. They not. hang a lot of the plot on you really caring about Sid, and and I I was on board with Sid, but he kind of felt like he was gone maybe uh, twenty or thirty percent too soon, which was um, yeah, unfortunate. Yeah, yeah, and then there's Joshua and 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 Torgal, and that's kind of it, you know. And it's yeah, I don't yeah, I just didn't really get it there wasn't enough i don't know there wasn't just enough personality from them for me to really care about them and yeah, again i think that's fair you're coming off of like seven remake where it's like we got the, the, all these characters are ridiculous and and goofy and funny and and that's fun but like yeah 16s they're just kind of they're all kind of just okay and I think, so I just yeah. didn't really get attached to them. I think Clive is fine. Um, I think the protagonist yeah. of every JRPG is not that important. They're never like no, the I best agree. character. Like, yeah, of course. Cloud yeah. is a pretty emo boy who's moody, and Clive is the same. Yes. And like yeah. Persona 5, Joker doesn't like say anything. Right. And what other games are there? Uh, Noctis from... 15 14 oh yeah noctis wow that's a good pull yeah he's exactly the same they're all you're right they're all exactly the same they all but, look like yeah. they fell out of the backstreet boys from from the fantasy world and and they are gruff and tough and yeah yeah i think just like the supporting characters uh are just like a bit all over the place i didn't have any interest in jill or joshua i even though yeah. like the, the the main backup characters i didn't think they were like interesting or had any personality no um I like Sid, but he's not in the game for very long. And then you have mm -hmm. like the the one eye scout guy. He's got like a weird like Northern British accent. Oh, oh yeah, fucking <laughs> hell. And he he's quite a good character, but again, Gav, he's not right. Gav. That's yeah. he's kind of a background character. And yeah. He, yeah, I think the game is just overall missing a couple of like good characters. Mm -hmm. I thought the main Bahamut guy was kind of cool, but he's not in it a lot. He kind of becomes a bit more important right at the end. Mm. Um, yeah he was oh yeah he was he was yeah i agree he was solid but not not in there enough yeah yeah i just i just think the main cast is missing a couple of like more bombastic bigger personalities and maybe a bit more fun uh like for a game a that dog. Has, yeah for a game that has so much talking they don't really do much with it yeah i think jill and joshua the weak links they those guys could have I don't know, balance things out a little bit better, but they're just not yeah. very interesting. And Joshua, yeah. Clive, and Gio were like the main three chaps. Yeah, that's like 70% of the, of the game. And, and Torgal doesn't ever like learn to speak or something, which would have been fun, but would have been then fun, you're getting yeah. into Final Fantasy VII territory again with the talking cat 
person dog thing or whatever that guy is yeah so yeah then you need like more the main warrior icon people who actually follow clive a lot to be a bit more bombastic and out there mm-hmm. like i really mm-hmm. liked the villains were kind of fun but they weren't in it for a lot like i liked thor odin sorry odin like that guy was just like talking bullshit the entire time. Oh and yeah, he was just yeah. so like annoying, and I just like quite liked him. But again, not he really cuts annoying. the ocean in half. Yeah, that's kind of yeah, sweet. That, that that's, was that awesome. bit sick when the ships like on both sides of it. So good. That's yeah. a really cool scene. I like like the visual yeah. design of like how that like. Whew, that I was like was sort cool. of zoning out in that cutscene, and then he cut the ocean. and I very much like leaned for him. Was like, oh, oh, yeah. I'm paying attention now. Uh, yeah, the guy was cool. Yeah. I like the visual design of uh, Ultima as well. He's like melted. <laughs> His face is like melted. That was cool. I think across the board, the game looks pretty good. Like it's, there's some, definitely some times where you're like, ooh, I don't know about this That's game. That's mixed again. Yeah, there's a, but there's a lot of good art design. I think you said that, like the sort of general uh, sort of cities you come through look pretty cool. Yeah, with the mother crystals like poking up, they look cool. Yeah, all that stuff looks really good. Like the bosses look great. The main AAA like super linear awesome set piece stuff all looks great. A lot yeah. of good enemies. Um, but yeah, then you get out into like the wandering countryside or or just random. I don't know. Sometimes the lighting is just like there. Yeah, there are parts of the games, the game where I was like, this looks fucking incredible. And then there are multiple where it's like, this looks like it came out 10 years ago. Where did all the lighting go? What's happening? Why is it so soft? What's going on? Uh, But I would say largely it's pretty impressive. And especially on the large scale stuff, the big crazy stuff looks great. Yeah, I I think, I don't know. I think that kind of comes towards the end of my thoughts. And Mm. this whole chat just comes back to like my first ever thought, which was uh, kind of just mixed across the board in all regards. Yeah. Mixed on the story, mixed on the combat, mixed on the general structure of the game, mixed on the characters. Um, yeah, the, the god fights are very cool and some of the boss fights are very cool, but it's a bit all over the place. But maybe that's just how main entry Final Fantasy games are now. Because maybe. I played the last three, which is 13, 15, and 16, and they've yeah. all been all over the place. All of them. Uh, I don't know. Maybe that's just how they are. Maybe that's what makes Final Fantasy what it is when it comes to the main mm-hmm. ones. Just like a weird mishmash of ideas. Some of it bad and some of it good. And that's yeah. it. <laughs> I, I don't really... I'm not going to do a summary because like I... You said it. Like I'm with you 100%. I would say like... Yeah, no. I would, I'm going to say what I was about to say for ranking. So yeah, I, I agree. It's, it's all over the place. <laughs> It is all over the place, but um, and it was it was engaging in that sense, you know. I I always I will always was, take something yeah. that's like all over the place as opposed to I don't know like Diablo Four, which we just talked about, which was just like, yep, I know what this game is. Final Fantasy, you know, you never really you're never quite sure what's around the corner. Exactly. Um, it, there, yeah, so. it's a messy franchise, but every entry is kind of like fascinating before it lands. You're like, oh god, what is this yeah. clusterfuck gonna be? And every time you play one, you're like, I don't know what they were thinking here, but here's kind of amazing. And this kind of feels like it cost a billion dollars and this feels like it cost five dollars. It's uh, <laughs> yeah. it's an interesting franchise and I will be there for 17, whatever it is, because, yeah, it kind of reminds me of Resident Evil. It's like you never know if it's going to be good, bad or I don't know. Interesting. Yes, I agree. Yeah. Okay. So what I was going to say is that I agree 
it's a mixed bag all these things you know all these cliched comments yes it's all over the place i don't know if how to rate any part of it individually but i weirdly come away with it from it being like kind of more positive on it than i it's like i like it more than i should i like it in spite of itself i don't know i i yeah yeah i liked it more I think than it was I like should have. The last thing I said, which kind of maybe leaves it like a more positive taste in my mouth than maybe it deserves, is the fact that Final Fantasy continues to be like this weird enigma. And yes. it's like so misshapen and strange that I find it endearing. And like, I don't know, it's, it's a weird franchise and I like that it's weird. And I feel mm-hmm. like if the game was a masterpiece, it would ruin it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I kind of yeah. like that the series franchise continues to be like, just, I don't know, a mess. Yeah, I, I, I think I agree. I would, I would propose a spot. I'll propose a spot here for where I think I would put it. All right. Yeah, I think I have an idea too. Okay, I'll be curious if this is... But I know you like Dead Island, so I would put it between God of War and Dead Island 2. Like, underneath God of War, above Dead Island 2, at number 6. Yeah, that is where I was thinking as well. Look at that, wow. Even though I think we were more complimentary towards Dead Island 2, there's something endearing about the ambition of certain sections of Final Fantasy XVI. Dead Island 2 is humble and good at what it does, and Final Fantasy 16 kind of isn't at times, but it goes for it so strong at certain points that I kind of have more respect for the game than I do yeah. compared to Dead Island 2. And yeah, I think it, I'm going to remember Final Fantasy 16 more than I'm going to remember Dead Island 2 like in a year's time. Totally. Yeah, I, yeah 100%. Yeah. I know. Yeah. I don't know if that makes it a bit boring, but I I don't well, have I don't have a fight here. No, okay, I, I, that's fine. I, hey, I'm all f- peace and love, baby. Whatever, <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> I think I'm happy. Number six. Six. Number six. Yeah, that feels right. You know, sort of in the middle. I think that feels appropriate. Yeah, and this will be an interesting video for YouTube comments as well because <laughs> Diablo Four again, people seem mixed on that game. Yeah, um, uh, yeah. And I think the same for Final Fantasy 16, but overall maybe leaning more positive. I would I would say so, yeah. That's and I would say seems like. we concluded in that direction, right? We were mixed, yeah. but overall more positive. But I think some people like fucking loved it. Yes, we're, definitely. We're, we're, we're thumbs up. We like it, but I don't know if we revere it as much as other people. So it'd be interesting to see what people think of those rankings. Yeah, it, it will be curious. We won't get in as much trouble as we did for Star Wars, probably. I don't think so. I, I, I yeah, I don't think so. Again, like, it's di- <laughs> like the new Final Fantasy is directly underneath God of War Ragnarok. It's like you know, I yeah. don't know. That's pretty good, if you ask me. <laughs> it was fun. I don't know. It was. It was. Yeah. Patreon game ranking time. Right. We did it. We did it early last time. We're doing it late this time in the video. We just we're, we're a mess. We're a mess. Um, I put this post up a month ago in July. So <laughs> it's, it, it's been more than a month. Anyways, thank you for all the suggestions. Here they are on screen in this lovely infographic I made. There's a lot of suggestions. Um, we have picked, and, and there were a few that we were considering. One of them was uh, like Cyberpunk we almost picked. 
but we decided, well, we should probably wait until, you know, we actually have time to play through that game again with the expansion and all the updates and all that shit. Um, I don't remember what other ones really jumped out, but the one we have picked is Resident Evil 7 Biohazard. Resident Evil 7 from Jake. Uh, Jake Reel. Reel. Thanks, Jake. Uh, good suggestion because we, in in doing our top 100, realized we really kind of neglected a lot of Resident Evil mm. discussions. I also <laughs> just ran- brought up Resident Evil as like a kind of comparison to Final Fantasy in the way that franchise is a bit weird and muddled. Right. Yeah. So this is good. We want to talk about Resident Evil more. So this is excellent. And and Resident Evil Seven, very different from Resident Evil Four. <laughs> uh, yeah. This is uh, this is going to be an interesting one because I really really love seven, even though yeah. it has issues. Like everyone knows, you know, the enemy variety is not great. It's bad, yeah. Some of the boss fights are like really clunky and weird. Like when you're fighting Jack in the barn for like the right. seventh time. Yeah, but there's something so. At this point, like iconic and memorable about the Baker family and that game in general, where is mm. that, that this game's kind of like a legendary to me at this point. I just think Resident Evil Seven and the Baker family and all the places you go to are just like an incredible like cast of villains. I think they're yeah. amazing. I also only just recently played all, all the DLCs uh, right before Resident Evil 8 came out last year. Um, and that's maybe enjoyed the game even more because the DLCs are like crazy experimental side pieces which flesh out the characters even more. Uh, so I, I kind of love Resident Evil 7 like a shit ton. Yeah, we, so just to clarify, we have not replayed it for this discussion. And part of the reason we picked it is because we know it really well. Because you, yeah. you, you revisited it with, like you said, all the DLC before A came out, which was like two years ago or something, which is pretty, pretty recent. It's like last year, right? uh, I don't know. 20, I thought that was like May 2021. Hmm, maybe, I don't know. Time's weird. Uh, who knows? Time, time to, is irrelevant. It was May 7th, 2021. Okay, yeah. so that was two and a half years ago. Whatever. That's still recent. Um, <laughs> okay, shit. You know, let's just be honest. And uh, I, I have not replayed 7 uh, since I got really into 7, which is when it came out. But I, I replayed 7 multiple times uh, when it was new. And I never got around to the DLC, but I, at some point... It's I so will do, good, man. It's so yeah, good. At some point, I'll do 7 replay with DLC and an 8 replay, probably. Um, and yes, God, every Resident Evil game is difficult to rank because they all have their ups and downs and their pluses and minuses and all these things. And seven's negatives, like you said, the, the, the enemy variety is not good. I actually never minded the boss fights. I, I, I thought they were fine, um, which is weird, but that's the way it is. And then I, me, I would it's just say like the, the one in the barn, mm, the big like Jack blob, we are climbing the ladders and that shit. Right. Right before the, uh, the, like you just go to the boat. Like the final boss before the boat section. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yes, that one is a little, a little clunky. More than a little clunky for sure. Yeah. Um, and then the other negative I have is like the 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 final section in the caves, the mines, whatever it is. Yeah. I remember never being I, I never loved that. It also sort of suffers a little bit from the like RE2 problem of I think the first environment with the house is the best environment, much mm-hmm. like the cop shop is the best environment, but the the later areas are still good 
grandma's house pretty good uh crazy guys saw festival pretty good uh and the boat section i don't mind i kind of like the boat section it's a nice change of pace i don't hate it either people seem to really dislike that and i think because you know whenever the main games leave the interconnected main map people don't like that as much and i understand that um but yeah I, i don't mind the boat part or the end no, part. It's sort of it's a the the boat is another sort of interconnected area but on its own and you get some of that fun like I don't know ring-ish energy right with the little girl spooky stuff boats yeah. goat ship ghost ship you know I I don't mind that section at all um and I would agree RE7 is uh yeah kind of more revered now than it was at the time yeah for and me I think, it is for sure I would say the bigger part for me is that it's like it that game really nailed the balance of we've got lots of Resident Evil ass Resident Evil in here, aka dumb weird uh, locked doors, yeah. basically, uh, which I love. I love that stuff. Interconnected weird doors, dumb locks, and it's fucking scary. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is a time. Yeah, yeah you know, I, I find first person way more scary than third person, and I think they nailed the balance of just bringing in all these weird horror. Uh, tropes from all these different movies that it was pulling from and making a cohesive gross spooky thing yeah um so that it's it's true and 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 it like re uh relaunched resident evil right yeah, it, made resident e- it, it revived resident evil which is a majorly important point to a make. brave switcheroo switch them up yeah going from resident evil 6 to resident evil 7 that is a hell of a swing yeah like crazy um i also really love the fact that the game has great replayability i've never replayed any of the resident evil games aside from seven and seven i wanted to replay it to sort of master it and conquer it because i found it very scary to play through the first time you know alone in the dark like six years ago it was very effective but it was also really fun to be like all right Nothing scares me in this game anymore. I got x-ray goggles and speed boots and an infinite ammo this and a chainsaw and all these weird, weird, weird unlockables that make playing through even easier. Then I just feel like all the other games haven't quite hit that. And I have weirdly been chasing those highs in every Resident Evil game since 7, which is praise for Resident Evil 7. Like, you know, it's it, it yeah. there are a lot of things it does right that none of the other games have quite done as well. And I want that. I want that very badly. So, yeah. 7's very good. <laughs> yeah, I, I love that game. It's my favorite of the modern ones, for sure. Yeah, I, can, I still don't know. But Resident Evil also 4 weird. remake is like... Its own thing in my head. I don't consider sure. that one of like the the main modern ones. That's like a you know a juicy remake. Would you consider two one of the main modern ones? Yeah. Okay. Which is Even weird. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't I, know. But I I sort of understand what you're coming from. <laughs> I don't know. I'm categorizing these. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So I don't know how the fuck to rank it. So because like I don't know how to rank Resident Evil games just for me personally. I I've tried and I I can't quite figure out which one i like most and so i'm not i will i i would say you take point on ranking resident evil 7 and i'll <laughs> i'll see where, if maybe have to talk you off a ledge or something but i don't know uh okay well i'm just gonna say a thing go for it it's above horizon for me 
<laughs> Definitely oh, above Horizon. Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, okay. I would agree. Yeah. I was expecting some backlash. So you're... I, okay. Yeah. That's my starting you, point. It's above mm-hmm. Horizon. Mm-hmm. But next is Resident Evil 4 Remake, which I thought was fucking amazing. <sighs> yeah. This is I where really, it's tricky. I really, love that remake. Just because the think, combat is so good in 4, in my opinion. Like, I think we're going to cut... It's going to be... Which one is here? It's RE4 above 7 or 7 above 4. Like, that, I feel like, is what's going to happen here, right? It's uh, the battle yeah. of the two RE games for number 3, basically. Um, Would I put 7 he- above Elden Ring? <laughs> <laughs> No, I, don't, I can't do that. I just love the, I don't the think, characters too much. Yeah. Okay. So it's RE4 versus RE7. RE4 Remake versus RE7. I think so, yeah. And I... Uh, it's tricky, because I, I agree that, like, 4 is, is so focused, and it just does its thing, right? And it does it really well. And I, I, I should say, I, I put a lot of time into RE4 Professional New Game Plus, which is, like, a, sun, a fun sort of mixed difficulty of, like, I've got everything... But shit hits real hard, but I'm still kind of cruising through it. And that was, it was really fun. Uh, and I definitely started to appreciate a lot of the combat uh, nuance and just sort of the encounters more as I was playing through that. Nice. Um, and RE4, I wouldn't say, has necessarily any segment that's bad. I didn't like the opening village section of RE4 as much as the rest of the game, but I wouldn't call the opening section bad. Um... I think I think I've decided uh, where I, I want to put it. I, I think, think okay. Yeah, I think Ari, I think Resident Evil Four is better. I think Ari Seven's better. Ooh. <laughs> I think Ari so Seven. Much good shit in Resident Evil Four though. There is, but there is also in Seven. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't know. But the it's, amount of content very... you get in Resident Evil Four. The quality of that game, that the is combat better. system. The enemies are way better. The combat's way better. In the four, highlights absolutely. of Resident Evil 4 as well with the, um, oh my god, what are the guys who just don't die? The weird milky boys who slip on the oh, ground. Oh yeah, yeah, the regenerators. Oh, the yeah. regenerators are my favorite villain design big, in years. Those guys are great. The big uh, double ogre fight's real good. Yeah. The Indiana Jones mine, Temple of Doom section's real oh, good. Yeah. I think um, for me it's difficult mm. because I prefer the characters and like setting or world of RE7 much more than RE4, which is just a, kind of a bunch of bullshit. Yeah. Uh, but I like playing RE4 a lot more. I just think it's a better game. Yeah, I, I, I would agree. But I would also say that I think 7, the clunkiness of 7 aids the spookiness and the sort of tension of 7, which I, I want more of. Hmm. from a survival horror game like i want there to be some tension and difficulty when they're shooting and dealing with enemies and seven definitely still has that best balance for me of tension and and sort of un an unwillingness or an uninterest in me wanting to explore because it's scary and tense but i have to and i also do want to explore because finding shit in resident evil is the whole fun part of resident evil yeah so like that balance is great when you and i just i've been chasing that high it's i have been chasing the re7 highs and i've never quite gotten it from uh, any of the re games and ah uh, it's but like but also 
I don't like the later chunks of RE7 as much. RE4 ends way better, that's for sure. Uh, yeah. I don't have any, like, sections of RE4 that I personally, like, really didn't like. Yeah. That game is really good. <laughs> Someone's got to buckle here. <laughs> yeah, and it's an interesting, like, they're also both doing sort of impressive things on a on a sort of like leaned back game development side like re4 they took you know arguably one of maybe the top three most revered games ever released i feel like people just fucking adore the original re4 it's like just it's it's sacrosanct you can't touch it but they did and they messed with it and they made a game that everyone was just like this game's fucking amazing it's about awesome they did it they somehow took the beloved thing and made it new and fresh yeah um on the other hand re7 you're coming off of re6 which was just a giant fucking disaster no one liked that game at the time it was just a big dumb shit show and they took a long you know many years off here comes re7 and it's like oh it's first person oh it looks like you know outlast and amnesia and they're like oh here we go it's they're just gonna be copying and oh you know texas chainsaw massacre spooky spooky hillbillies (laughs) yeah uh but they they did it they nailed it and they made something very cohesive that brought re back from the brink of oblivion i would say and launched it into like the best era of it's uh, it's ever been so like both both games are i don't know I feel like the games are like completely tied in it because there's yeah. so many just like you've got this and you've got that and it doesn't have this but this one's got that and it's really tricky. The DLC comes into play, mm. then it makes it really close for me. Yeah, that's DL- tricky. I, I don't know if that should be part of like an objective ranking. Probably not. But um, that DLC mm. is such a wild, fun like cutting room floor roller coaster yeah crazy ideas i don't know it's like i haven't played it and i don't know how you buy i think it's all still separate right there's not it's not like all bundled together it's great there's like an escape room where you have to get out of a bed while margaret's out of the room making you food and you have to be like (laughs) in bed when she comes back and it's like oh my god she's coming you gotta get him back put the shackle back on it's really cool and one with yeah. the sun, where you're like getting your fingers chopped off if you lose at a game of cards, which is horrendous. Wow! To yeah. buy all of the RE7 DLC right now, not on sale, is seventy Canadian dollars. Fuck, really? That's brutal. The 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 base game of RE7 is thirty dollars. The gold edition with everything. Oh no, sorry. Wait. Oh what? Yeah, the the full bundle is a hundred and eight dollars. <laughs> There's a lot of DLC as well. Yeah, there's like five packs or, or four major paid ones, yeah. Or three major paid sorry, three, yeah. The one that plays know, Chris Redfield is probably not you you could like miss that one. Yeah, I think that was the first one that was released or yeah. something. I remember playing that one first and being like, This is stupid and then I never touched any of the other DLCs, so I, I do need to play them at some point. Uh, yeah, the last one you play is a guy called Joe Baker. Mm. And he has a robot Iron Man fist, and you punch alligators. That's <laughs> 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 really cool. My eyes rolled so hard and then <laughs> looped back around and was like, yep, that sounds great. <laughs> it's so fucking stupid. Huh. The DLCs are amazing. Mm. 
I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't. I don't know if I care anymore. I just like them both so much. I know, and he can't. They can't occupy the same slot, though. One has to win. It's so tricky. They <laughs> they're both like so different from each other, you know. And want to flip a loony or whatever it's called. <laughs> yeah, should we? <laughs> I, I I don't know. I, I was. I was going to say that like RE4 is probably more consistently better, but I just don't know if it's doing quite as much, you know? I think RE4 is a better game. I mean, I've already said yeah. that. But it plays better yeah. and it has more content and it's, the production values are like, you know, quite modern with the new RE engine stuff and it looks mm-hmm. incredible. Um, but for me, RE7 is the best like personality out of maybe any horror game I've ever played with the most yeah. memorable characters True. And some of the most memorable gameplay moments. So yeah, it's a hard I would say as a survival as a survival horror game, you know, because this is the survival horror franchise, RE7 like is still the one to beat for me. Mm, yeah. Um the opening is great when Jack's chasing you around the house. Oh, there's just so much good stuff in there, yeah. And they, they borrowed a lot of great lessons from all the popular horror games that preceded it, you know. And and mm-hmm. were very smart about just being light with using them then nothing ever lasted too long there uh, <laughs> yeah this is hard I, I really don't this is the hardest one ever i, I would keep say. switching like my heart my heart is definitely for re7 above re4 re4 is just a remake it, it is also a remake of a game that was great in 2004 when it came out so there is an element of like we have the blueprint here already yeah but, but also, they fucked with the most holy of blueprints and did a good job doing it. that. Yeah. yeah. RE7 has so much dog shit in it. <laughs> so Does it? Shit. Well, not so much, but there's some weird shit in that game. Like what? I'm trying to remember. The Margate boss fight's a bit weird. Oh, yeah, when she's like skitt- skittering around on the ceiling. Yeah, it goes on for a bit, and it's a bit... I don't know. And then she turns into, like, a giant eyeball creature. Um, God, oh, I don't know, actually. Some of that stuff's so good when you're in a house for the first time, and you're in that swampy that, area. Yeah. That stuff's yeah. good. The spooky fly stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Flip don't a coin. <laughs> Flip a coin. <laughs> All right. Fuck it. I'm happy either way. Uh, okay, let me find my loony. I put it away. I'll be right back. Okay. Alright, I have the loony. I don't want to hear okay. any of these fucking comments about like, he's flipping a coin wrong. I'm not, it's not football or American football or, or soccer or whatever. Like, I'm flipping it, I'm catching it, and I'm putting it over on the top of my hand. That's how we flip it in Canada, okay? I don't know. The alternative is you just flip it and it lands on the floor, I guess? Nah. Which one, which one, which game should be the loon? I don't know. I do think... I don't know. Mm. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. It's just... Um, what does your heart... What does your gut say? Resident Evil 7... I think Resident Evil 4 should be above Resident Evil 7 just because it's more legendary and iconic in the gaming world. And we're, we're drawn... Like, personally, subjectively, it seems like we're quite drawn on the game. Yeah. So maybe what it means in like the ethos of gaming should kind of put Resident Evil 4 just like a tad higher. Uh, but I think uh, but I think RE4, the remake, which is what we're talking about, 
in the in the grand scheme is not actually that is not like as important as RE7 was True. in terms of bringing back survival horror and bringing back Resident Evil. Would Alan Wake 2 exist without RE7? Makes you think. You know what? All right, RE7 goes above RE4. I've changed my mind. Wow! Yeah, no RE... coin toss required. Okay, RE7 can go above RE4 remake. Not RE4, RE4 remake. Yeah, it's the remake that we ranked, right? The I've never remake. played the original, so... Yeah, it's another ranking of RE4 as, like, you know, when it came out, it changed everything. This is talking about the remake. Yeah. Which was a very, very, very good remake. It was very good. But yes. RE7 is a unique piece of content. But I think, yeah, in terms of modern games and, like, games on the tower and games are upcoming and all these things, I think RE7 has had more of a direct impact on gaming, the modern world, than the RE4 remake will have. I mean, that's, you know, it's not really fair, because who knows? But, like, I don't know. You can't... A remake... An amazing remake is ultimately just a, an amazing remake, and I don't know how much it can actually inspire maybe i'm wrong who knows it's sort of irrelevant no i know what you're saying yeah 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 i've changed my mind re7 it's our tower as well and seven to me is just more personality yeah i and i do think like as more time goes on and as we discuss re more the more i think re7 is probably number one for me in the modern re ranking scale but we can get to re8 one day Oh, yeah. <laughs> we don't have time to do that. That's a 90-hour fist fight. <laughs> <laughs> okay. RE7, yeah. wow, is up at number three now. It did it. RE4 is at number four, and that pushes Final Fantasy down to number seven, and Star Wars down to number nine. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, shouldn't, no, shouldn't Star Wars be number ten? Wait, yeah, let me actually, let me actually just, wait, wait, let me actually add it properly here. Give me a sec. That now moves, yes. Final Fantasy is number seven. Diablo is number nine. Star Wars is number 10. Yeah, not even, yeah. We have okay. 12, 12 games now. Stacking out fast. It is. It's, uh, yeah, three games an episode. I mean, we're probably only going to do like maybe two more episodes between now and like the end of january so that's not yeah bad. what will the next one be because i'm actually well, not sure starfield definitely sure that makes sense what else goes with starfield i don't know yet yeah because obviously Baldur's gate came out but i'm not gonna beat that this year <laughs> probably no and i'm i'm not gonna get to that until november at the earliest just because of how busy things have been yeah. um and October. We have, um, we have Armored Core. Oh yeah, Armored Core. Right. So that maybe. Oh, um, yeah. I don't know when I'm gonna get to that either. So. Yeah. We'll see. Maybe I don't know. Maybe it'll just be Starfield and a Patreon vote. Uh, no, we knows? could do Starfield and the other Microsoft game. You, that you was did, my sort of. That was your yeah. idea. We're not gonna spoil what it is, but you know what I'm talking about. That would be pretty good. I mean, it's only like seven hours. Yeah, fine. We can do that. Okay. It'll be bad. It's just it's so much a good stuff time. out now, and I've got to like slot that in somehow. 
Yeah, well, you know, we'll figure it out. We, 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 <laughs> we won't lock anything in aside from Starfield for now. And then, you know, October's easy. That's like, I don't know, Spider-Man and Alan Wake 2 probably. And then that's basically the end of the year. That's oh, yeah. it. Like, you know, so. we do like a catch-up one in beginning of 2024. Like Boulder's Gate. Yeah, pr- yeah, like March 2024. <laughs> yeah, God, that game. When Baldur's Gate has been finished, if ever. I don't yeah. know. Bit yeah, all right. I think that is episode three of The Tower done. It is. We suddenly have 12 games, 13 games on the list now in three episodes. The Tower be towering. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to have to order another tower one of these days. <laughs> yeah, probably, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe not maybe, that maybe far Maybe every away. like two years we'll have to refresh the tower, and uh, or I don't know. That's problems for the future. No, we're fine. We've got lots of space left. Yeah, you, you'll be fine. Just remove your roof. I'll be fine. Exactly. I'll just buy the up floor, upstairs condo and punch through the floor. Exactly. And, yeah. 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 Anything well, yeah. and everything for YouTube content. <laughs> am I right? Yeah. Apart from that, guys. Thanks for listening. The tower is getting there, getting bigger. Uh, and next episode probably will not be very soon because we've got the whole of Starfield to get through. And I've got a, a thousand planets. Like, it's going to Yeah, we've got to visit every single one of them. And I have another yeah. game to get through because the idea is too stupid. I'm going to have to do that. <laughs> oh. Which will be good because it's about time we talked about that thing. Yes, it's true. I have yeah, thoughts. Yeah. Starfield and a mystery game coming next episode, probably in a couple of months' time. Uh, But apart from that, guys, thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.